Warning, the Bonsai Beat contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all listeners or fans of Neo Genesis Evigallion. Several anime companies have gone bankrupt. 1,337 anime fans have been sued. All the while, the Bonsai Beat has been there to deliver you the latest in news, show reviews, and discussions from both the experienced and novice anime fans' point of view. And now, broadcasting from a deserted island so Funimation's lawyers can't find them, here are your hosts, Delokun and Zach. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bonsai Beat. My name is Jellicoon, along with Zach. Hello everyone. And it's our annual Top 5 of this most year, exciting. last year, whatever. The most yeah, exciting I guess by the time, Yeah, by the time we recorded, it's uh, it's last year. I mean, it wouldn't make sense to do it of this year. We can't be like the Top 5 of 2021. I don't know. To be fair, the new season of Promise Neverland's airing, so I know one of them. But that, uh, yeah, another show I've been really enjoying uh, might make it because it's crazy. That's mm. uh, awesome. After one episode, I'm really digging it. That's impressive. Yeah, I mean, most anime should hook you on the first episode. I feel, but I would hope. But I guess at this point, we've seen enough that you, you wouldn't just be excited purely for the for cheap tricks. Yes. How are you Maybe doing? the band, but not the anime. Yes, yeah, cheap, cheap trick the anime. Yeah, uh, I'm doing well. It's it's another new year. People are speculating it could be the same as 2020, but that's just kind of depressing. So I like to think it'll be better. Well, I mean, we had January 6th, but then January 20th came and, you know, there's a whole new light on everything. We'll see. Hmm. True, true. I don't, I don't want to get too political. Yeah. But, uh, you know, whatever. I'm like, I know what the dates are referencing, but I don't want to discuss it. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, largely the government doesn't affect my life. Exactly. It only, the people it affects most are the ones that let it affect them by just watching the news all day. Agreed. I, uh, In general, the federal government does not affect your life I, more than it did a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping that, you know, this whole vaccination thing starts going it, it sucks because like i've been watching it like a hawk because like i had a trip last year to japan mm-hmm. and a plane trip a plane trip a yeah successful no. one yeah. yeah oh believe me <laughs> saying i had a trip makes it sound like it went off <sighs> i i really regret not going but i kind of understand why we didn't go but it's like this whole last year it was like we were literally two days before leaving to Japan, me and my buddy, when this whole coronavirus thing started kicking in high gear. Before, it was like, oh, this coronavirus thing in China. Oh, no, it's scary. What's going on? Japan, Mm -hmm. here, there. But we were like, oh, we're still going to go. It's not going to be that bad. And it really wasn't for a while. And then throughout the summer, like, my wife and me wanted to go see our family back home. Oh, it's it's bad. You know, we shouldn't go. Well, fast forward to now, and it's, you know, like, triple times bad. You know what I mean? Like, you look back and go, "Ah, it really wasn't that bad. I probably could have went. Granted, you know, it's like, hey, at the time, you you evaluate, and 
whatnot. Right. I mean, you are on the side of caution for the unknown. Yeah. But still, you're right. In hindsight, it's like, well, the best time to travel was March last year. Probably. Yeah, because it's funny because <laughs> reading on our Japan travel, the people who did go were like, this is great. There's no one here. There's none of the tourists and everything's wide open and everything's still open. <laughs> it's like and... a ghost town. And I guess that's also bad because, yeah, it's it, it's like a it was a weird like Twilight Zone, like an in-between of closed and people just not knowing what to do. So some people got to have their trip where no one bugged them. Yeah, but like... also they're technically doing the wrong thing because like residents of different towns were told to stay indoors but tourists are still completing their trip what yeah a weird time. like at the time like we were about to leave uh like me and my buddy wanted to go see like some pro wrestling well they were canceling the mm-hmm. shows and then they had canceled they'd closed on start they had been closing a lot of the big tourist attractions for like that month but we weren't there to be like go to the super touristy things so to us it was like well, oh well, we could still get into our hotel room. We could still go to the ramen shop. We could still, look, you know, take the subway and, you know, do whatever. Like we had a bunch of stuff planned, mm-hmm. and a lot of it had nothing to do with, you know, the super touristy stuff. You know, right? So, but nah. I mean, it, the one good thing though is, I've got tons of more money now for the trip. Like, granted, I had every. I, what pisses me off about everything is I had everything paid off seven or eight months before our trip. Like I had spent hours looking at hotels and just figuring out a budget for that. And I look at like, now I can make, we've talked about getting an Airbnb together versus us getting separate hotels and him maybe staying longer and me maybe staying a little longer. I don't, I don't know. So there's good and bad, like there's positives and maybe I could bring one or two other people who, you know, couldn't go with us last time you know, mm-hmm. and make it more of a trip or make more, more people, more fun, you know? So that's good and yeah. bad, but, um, you know, it must've been hard to take your, uh, like staycation. Cause your work's like, you have too much vacation time and you're like, well, I tried to do something about that. Yeah. Well, the good, <laughs> the good news is our company came up with a new strategy. So before we had to earn it. And so at the beginning of the year, you ended, you start with, you know, no PTO time Mm -hmm. and then throughout the year like every month you earn like 10 hours well now you get six months up front and then come like july you get the other back half of the six months but i had that 80 hours saved from like the previous year not just last year but the previous year i had saved up because i could carry over 80 hours for my trip to japan and then i was going to use some more on top of that because i was going to stay there for 17 days at the time. It's a little more than two weeks. And right. So I had all this time banked up. And when they announced that at the end of the year last year, I was so pissed. I'm like, motherfucker. And then they're like, well, if you have extra PTO, you're going to get into a special pot and that's going to follow you either until you use it or you leave the company. We'll pay you out. So now I got that 80 hours sitting there for whenever I want to use it. And obviously, I'm going to save it for my, hopefully, in the next year or two, a year trip to Japan. So that's kind of cool. I was I was happy. Nice. Yeah. But I don't I, know. I'm always suspicious of any 
any company that's like, we have a new strategy and it's related to your benefits. I'm like, well, that's never good. Well, I mean, I work... <laughs> but it, it sounds like they adjusted it to make it right for the people that have been there a while. Yeah, and it wasn't just that. It was, you know, uh, a lot of people were in the same boat I was last year where it's like mm-hmm. they had to beg us, like practically, because we have like quarterly all hands meetings because we're, we're a small company. Right. We only got like a couple less than 1500 employees or maybe a little, about that many you know we're not a huge mega corporation so we have quarterly all hands meetings and they were saying like take vacation take pto for your mental health you need to you know disconnect for a while and everyone was like well i'm not doing anything i'm not going anywhere i don't want to go on vacation so we literally can't yeah and for most part well you, yeah even if you wanted to we can't go anywhere yeah and that's why they were like you know use it for mental health use it for whatever you want we understand mm. you can't go but you still kind of got to use it but you know it is it is what it is and in the end it worked out i mean i i took a nice break at the end of the year and uh you know it was good i i can't believe we're almost done with january man like i just feel like we just like had Christmas and then we had New Year's off and now it's like oh now it's the end of the end of January already we're almost yeah I feel the room. same the other day my sister asked me what I wanted for my birthday which is February 11th and I'm like my birthday what it was just Christmas but no it, in two weeks it'll be my birthday oh shit <laughs> it's time's going by too quickly yeah it's these... a sign of getting older in general I suppose but well but nice. I agree this this year from Christmas to well, just because, like, nothing was going on. I saw some yeah. of my friends that came back home, like, around Christmas, but, like, no one was doing anything for New Year's, and then just, yeah. But the less things happening in the world, time seems to go by quicker. Yeah. No, I mean, like, it's weird, too, because I've got my, like, my set schedule. It's like, I work from home, so it's like, during the mm-hmm. week, it's like, get up, do my morning routine, hop on my computer, work, and then get off my computer at the end of the night because now I've kind of learned like I got to disconnect and I try to stay off my computer uh, at night or unless I'm like watching anime or you know like oh I'm playing a game I really like okay then I'll sit on my computer for a little bit more right but not just random browsing yeah like I like I've got a physical KVM switch that I can press Mm. to get off my work laptop and onto my normal computer so it's nice to connect disconnect that way but it's like, I don't want to sit in front of a computer for 17 yeah. hours. I found hours the same. I was going from my like work laptop right to just playing video games on my desktop. And I'm like, I need an hour or two in between computer time. One, for my physical health. And, and two, like you said, you just it feels like you never leave work if you just stay in the same spot from where you work and continue doing stuff there. Yeah. I need to go somewhere else, see a different scenery. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I feel really, really fortunate. I think you're probably in the same boat. I don't want to talk for you, but I feel very fortunate that I have a job that I can work from home. I know not everybody has that. Oh, luxury. I agree. Yeah, both. Yeah, I mean, it suits both my dislike for commuting and like my disposition, as well as like you said, the luxury of of being safer. If there are reasons you shouldn't be out. So yes, yeah. I don't want to knock it, but I found also for my own mental and physical health that there needs to be some break, some gaps or gap stop between the two, or else your work just blends into everything. Yeah, yeah, 
And I got to start walking again. Like, I was actually, after work, I would walk for an hour or about 45 minutes. Yeah, last time we spoke, you were crazy. You walked like five to ten miles, and you're like, my watch just tells me to go walk for ten miles, and I do it. Nah, not quite. Four miles was not like... Not quite ten, but you, you're... Yeah. <laughs> Four miles was like well, You said like max. an hour. Yeah. Well, okay, but either way, walking for an hour is a long time. Yeah, and I was doing it really well, and then I quit doing it once the the time zone or the time change kicked in. Because it's like, by the time I get off of work mm-hmm. at 5, it's like already getting dark, and it's like, I'm not going to go walk around a, 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 my apartment complex. I'm not going to walk around my... has no sidewalks. So it's like, I'm not going to go walk around where there's maniacs driving their thinking their apartment complex is a fucking speedway. True. Especially at night. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah, and then never never mind that with a handicap, too. Yes, yeah, yeah. Blind ass me. Even blinder in the dark. Right. I'm going to walk into like I'm a like, I can see well. fine, and I still don't want to walk on the, in the road in the dark. It sounds like a good way to get run over. Yes, so that's exactly. I will sacrifice a couple months of not exercising. Yeah, there must be some lit up place you can walk around. Man. But also you can't drive though. Yeah, yeah exactly. Know. No, that's a challenge. Like we have a gym, but they want us to sign mm-hmm. an addendum if I get COVID from the gym and I'm like, fuck that. Like I have options, don't get me wrong, but not gonna not gonna do that. Anyway. I but... mean with time going by so quick, uh, soon it'll be light out again yeah, exactly. and warmer. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, it's God. been a really mild winter here. It's, it's only it's, snowed like twice. It's great. It's supposed to be 70 on Tuesday here. Wow. I know. I was like, okay, yeah! Well, it's like 20 here. It's still cold <laughs> as fuck, but we're not getting nearly as much snow. Yeah. No, it's been in the 30s here. It sucks. But it's it's winter down here is crazy. Like, usually once a year, we haven't gotten an ice storm in like a couple years now, but there was a while... Where we get one ice storm a year, and we get some snow once a year, and anytime snow is set down here, people freak out. They go to the store and they buy milk and eggs, and and <laughs> they make like French toast or something. Cause that's yeah, that's what I was gonna say. What do you what do you use those on? We won't be able to eat French toast. Go stock up on milk and eggs yes. and bread before yes, it's, there's it's an weird. ice apocalypse. But the I funny also like thing how is... the Weather Channel brands it a certain way, like ice apocalypse, snow Well, now, yeah, like now they things. name them all. Like they do fucking mm-hmm. hurricanes. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, two inches in Des Moines? Snow, like, oh, here comes snowstorm. Uh, Alec, gonna dump... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, fu- <laughs> Alec is going to dump on you. Yes, I fucking ha- I hate the Weather Channel. They can, <laughs> they can eat my ass. Ever since NBC bought them, um, they've just become so sensationalized. And, like, a slight breeze is going to be like a hurricane. Yep. It's crazy. Uh, but no, I, at the end of the day, I'm hoping 2021 will be better. I hope by the end of the year, things will start going back to normal a little bit. I mean, I, I don't see us having to not wear a mask until 2022, Or does it just become like a normal thing, like Eastern countries? I would hope so. This is really Although, to be fair, it's not that normal there, but... No, I mean, I think it's very normal. Like in Japan and Asia in general, I think it's just common courtesy to wear a mask when you're sick. I mean, I finally mm-hmm. found masks that I find comfortable that was my problem was I was either buying masks that were too small or just not comfortable. And that and I wear glasses, so they'd fog up and shit. 
Yeah, that's the worst. Especially but, with the cold weather. I, I can't see anything. Yeah, so I found some now that actually fit really well and they're comfortable and I can wear them for hours and not bother me. So, I don't know. We'll see. End of the day, it's just... I'm hoping for the better. Now that we have a president that I hope would know not being the headlines for every little thing he does and is actually going to help take this pandemic seriously. I mean, I, I don't I don't know, though. At the end of the day, we just need to keep being nice to each other. And I, I really hope the rhetoric and the, the, the just the craziness of the last four years dies down. And I'm not I'm not blaming just our last president, but just in general, like the divisiveness mm-hmm. and the the arguments and the, everything else, just the craziness. I just hope we get back to like, dude, we're all fucking human. We're all trying to get through life. The weirdest thing I noticed in the past four years is, you know how, I mean, being part of internet culture for a long time, and such as yourself or people that are in tune with anime and the gaming and everything, mm-hmm. they know that the internet's like a cesspool of bad opinions. But somehow in the past four years, people that post shit on the internet started getting taken more seriously by mainstream people that are kind of disconnected from the internet usually. I mean, I guess social media and Facebook has a lot to blame, but... I think I it all has to any... blame. Yeah, it's... I hear people just pop, like parrot things they hear online now without like such a distrust for it. Because oh, it was yeah. common knowledge before around that the internet was a horrible place where no one's right, but everyone's an expert, you know? And now it's like... No one, no one puts that out there anymore. They're just like, well, this is what I heard on yeah. the internet. Yeah. Oh, if I write on the it's internet, like, it must well, be true. What's going on? Yeah. How did the internet become a source of information in the past four, couple of years? Because of a, uh, algorithms and echo chambers. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. like, Boomers. if you get, if you get told like one plus one is three, and you read enough and you see enough, and you're like, oh, one plus one must be three. Oh, look, look at all this evidence. Who would take the time to make all these videos and write these articles and make these pictures and put all this stuff on Facebook? You know what I mean? That's, I think, the thing where it's like, I, I, I think you just give up and your, your reasoning starts going out the window. Yeah. I mean, plus they have no basis. If you're like old and only iPhones and social media recently got you into the internet, the internet went from being an enigma to something you feel like reinforces your beliefs and is on the same page as you. If you they want. didn't have, they didn't have any step in between of skepticism. Yeah, if you want to know, I actually listened to a really good podcast called um, "You're Wrong About." It's a really fun podcast hmm. with a guy from the Huffington Post and a woman writing a book about the Satanic Panic, um, which I feel like she's been working on for like ever. Um, that's like her tagline every time she starts the podcast, but they do different topics and actually they had a bonus episode. on like, why your boomer, why your boomer parents are like obsessed with Fox news and they go (laughs) through things like the echo chamber and how like, Hey, when you go on Facebook, you see your friend posting this stuff and your friend is a good person. They wouldn't lead you. They wouldn't lie. You know, like things like that in your brain. Go like, oh my my buddy uh my buddy Zach posted that. Well, I know Zach, he's a good guy and you know, he's a good person. Right. You know. So it's a really interesting episode. Check it out. Yeah, it's just a fun I podcast in general. Losing relatives to Fox News. Yes. The name of it. Yes. And it's really fun. I really like their Princess Diana series. It was a lot of fun. 
Um, but yeah, no, I mean, like at the end of the day, I just hope 2021 is better. I, some good stuff out of 2020 though is I feel like because I didn't have to travel, uh, for work every day, I feel like I was more productive and I accomplished a lot more during the year. And I got like on the anime side, I got a lot more anime watched and I got to do a lot more of what I'd like to do versus spending that time having to, you know, do other things because like, oh, I had to go to work or I had to go to, you know, I had to go to the bar afterwards and hang out with coworkers because that's what we used to do. And you know what I mean? <laughs> what like Japan. Yeah. <laughs> The drinking work culture. Oh, dude, we live across the street from a bar. Or we don't, I mean, we work across the street from a big bar. So, and, you know, we I work in a software company, dude. Everyone drinks. I think it's a requirement mm-hmm. to be like an alcoholic to work in IT. <laughs> they just fire you if you're not. Like, what? Like, you uh, didn't take that you, shot? You need to get those numbers up. Yes. <laughs> Rookie shot numbers. Exactly. No, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's, you know, like, 2020 sucked in a lot of things, but I also think, like, you know, you made it what, what it, you, we all did what we had to do. And I was really fortunate that I didn't lose anybody in my family or anyone I'm close to, to COVID. And, you know, I, I just feel fortunate. I didn't get COVID. My wife didn't get COVID. We're both have underlying conditions and it scares the fucking shit out of me that I'm just waiting that I'm going to get COVID or she's going to get COVID and, you know, one of us gets really sick and, you know, who knows? But, uh, right. I don't know. We've spent 20 minutes talking about this shit, though. I don't know how we got on this whole tangent. Sorry. Sorry, listeners. We normally do. This is now the COVID podcast. Yes. This is the new normal. By this time, two years from now, 55 trillion cases in the U.S. alone. <laughs> Everyone will get it like 90 times. Um, yeah, maybe. Or at least know. you'll be able to read about it on social media. Yes. <laughs> but was there any good about things positive for you for 2020? Positive things. I mean, you got a job. Well, well fuck, now I'm depressed. No. <laughs> like, what's <laughs> positive? Um, I mean, well, I mean, yeah, getting, getting a new job that allows me to work from home was positive. Um, hmm. I don't know. I got I got really into playing chess, and I read a lot more books this year. That felt productive. There you go. So I've already I already listened to two audio books this year. Nice. Yeah. In Twenty four days. Yes. I wa- I listened to them all in the first week. Cause like once I get a good audio book, I can't stop listening. Hmm. Well, I mean, same with reading. I mean, that's how I feel, just reading books as well. So once, once you're... The hardest part is just, like, starting starting yes. the book. Yes. Once you start, it's, if it's decent, which usually, I mean, you're scoping out a book you're interested in for a while. So it's probably to your liking. You just... I feel I also go through it really quick. Yeah. All right. But the, pro- the problem is other media is so easy to consume. Other entertainment... Dude, I was this at... even happens with anime. It's like playing video games is still even easier than watching anime. So it's like, it's not even just laziness. It's like convenience and social circle wise. I know I can talk to my friends at any time and we can play a video game. Yeah. And so it's harder to like set aside time to watch anime. Uh, yeah. I hear you. 
I make a point. If I'm watching something, I either watch it, not the day it aired, but like usually on a weekend. Usually during the week, I don't get to watch anime. But on the weekend, I'll make a point to catch up or whatever. Because it's usually like nothing any good. and Nothing's good on on the week you know, on weekend TV or any of that jazz. Yeah, well, I never watch normal TV. so I, guess I just got I normal TV. I don't have that dictating my schedule. <laughs> so it's actually kind of funny is, so my apartment I live in had this technology package that forces us to get internet and TV through Spectrum. And mm-hmm. I got, uh, I got wa- waved off on that for a year, but I renewed my lease uh, back in October, November, or whatever. So my new contract just kicked in and I have now cable TV boxes sitting in my house. The only channel I've watched is either football or Adult Swim. That's it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I don't give a fuck else what's on TV. And there's just, there's no point for it. No, there's like all these channels and nothing's on. Yeah, I mean, that's the old adage. And now it's really true when there's alternatives. Oh, it was just bad. I went to my buddy's house last weekend. And he has like Hulu and Sling and Disney Plus and HBO Plus and whatever all that shit is. I couldn't find anything to watch. I'm like, dude, we're spoiled for choice, and I don't know what the fuck I want to watch. I finally did find something to watch, but it was like looking through everything. Because I'm like, I've never seen Disney Plus before. I've never seen HBO Max. Like, I don't... I've I've only seen the Sling commercial. I don't know what it actually looks like. It's Yeah, I mean, I used to have Sling back in the day. But yeah, it was it was fun. But it's like, man, there's so much choice. I don't know what to pick. I'm considering my alternative is just stealing TV shows. Like, well, like that's exactly up. it. I mean, I same thing. It's like it's like it's easy to preach that my way is more convenient, but it's also not legal. So I guess I can't shame people for having it. So but I want to know now. Is, I download the... the TV I want. Is that mm-hmm. stealing? Seeing as I pay for a fucking TV subscription. Who knows? The only difference is I get the commercials cut out. And it's probably a better quality than than fucking normal TV. Yeah, I mean, I question it being stealing already, but <laughs> assuming it's stealing in the first place, that's a good point. If you're already paying for it, but then you choose to watch it in the stolen medium, yeah. it's it stealing? Because you own it. You could watch it the owned way. It just happens to be on my Plex server. Hmm... But I technically, think... I had access to it. Because I'm not watching something on HBO. I'm watching, like, The Simpsons or Family Guy that aired, like, you know, Sunday night. But I watch it Monday afternoon for during my lunch period. During my lunch mm-hmm. break. Is that stealing? Because I could watch it on the... the D, or I don't have a DVR, but... Well, that's the thing. I don't have a DVR. So maybe it's stealing unless you have a DVR? I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess. I don't know. Which really highlights how stupid it is. It is. I agree. <laughs> it's like a proof of purchase thing but then you decide to eat a different bag of chips yeah if you still paid for one bag of chips is it allowed yeah but or did you stake your claim to that one specific bag of chips well in this case though they're not the chips are not being monitored it's just here's chips True. and you can just pick what chips you want but in that sense normally there's like you know stocking and and making sure, like, okay, you sold five bags of chips this week. Right, yeah, and eating a physical bag of chips prevents someone else from eating it. It's, yeah. In economics, we call it non-rival and non-excludable 
no one's a rival for your bag of chips if you well my like... wife is i mean she's gonna probably like <laughs> you know get angry if i ate all the chips well i mean that yeah that's why chips are both rivalrous and ah. you can exclude people by eating them right you can exclude someone else from consuming them but the yes. problem with with your tv example you consuming it doesn't destroy it because it's like infinite copies yes. and it's also not like a rivalrous good you using it won't prevent someone else from being able to watch it and I, in my opinion nothing of value was lost because i'm not paying for like okay i didn't see a couple commercials whoop do fucking do that's how they make their money how dare you oh i know it's you're ruining broad, their broad, scheme. broadcast tv is just gonna go through down the shitter well, the problem I have with internet subscriptions is they're kind of getting to be oh, so many, ridiculous. and they're starting to they're starting to bundle them together. That we're just having cable TV all over again. They're oh, going to yeah. bundle them all together and, and sell an internet TV package. Here's Comcast Plus. Here's everything we had on TV. Yep, we're, we're very yeah. close. We're very I, close to just coming full circle. I agree. Look at HBO Max. Look at Hulu. Yep. Fucking AT and T. All right. And now we've come full circle in our discussion to fucking ISPs. <laughs> Wouldn't want to be customer service for them. No, not <laughs> at all. All right. Top five anime of 2020. Should probably Number get into it. Number four will shock you. Number four will shock you. I bet rent a girlfriend's up there. You'll find out. You'll find out. God, I don't even have five. All right, I'm going to make it up as we go. There you go. Well, for 2020, I had a really good fucking year. I had 23 completed shows. 13... Way to brag. Oh, about anime. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 13 TVs, four movies, two OVAs. Or sorry, two O&As, one OVA, and two specials. So, I watched a lot. Yeah, and, I was, and I was wondering... One thing I didn't ask beforehand, is there a show that didn't air this year that you watched that you're like, hey, this is worth talking about, or you enjoyed? That's what I was trying to think about, because I'm like, only four. I feel like I must have watched something from previous years. But if I did, I don't know how to check, because I can only look at completed and what year it came out. I don't think I can look at completed by when I finished it. Yes, you can. Uh, if So, oh, it actually depends. How do you track your anime on AnyList? Do you use an application like Taiga? No, I feel like this is like the beginning of a commercial for it. Okay. No, no, I don't. Okay, so unlike Taiga, it automatically fills out when you start a new show and fills uh, in the date. You should do that on the website. They know when I'm logging it in the website with their stupid cookies. That Why is, can't they do that no, for no, me? So you can do it that way too. Okay. Um, there's a history tab. And it will show you, like, everything you've watched and when you watched it. But on Taiga, you can go through, and there's a, there's a tab literally called Date Completed or Date Started. And you can say, mm -hmm. like, when did I start this and when did I finish? And, yeah. So if you follow through there, it'll automatically say to you, oh, okay, you started this show on whenever. Because I had the same problem. I was thinking this year, I'm like, the fuck did I watch this year? And, you know, there's some shows in here that I didn't, you know, that weren't from this year. My favorite non-airing this year was Suki Gakure. Ooh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I liked it so much I went and bought I do love that show. It was on my previous top five. Yes. 
I finally finished it. I actually liked it so much I went and bought the Blu-ray. Hell yeah. Isn't the ending so good? It has one of the few good endings in, in romance Sad. shows, I think. Yes. Yeah, and it's that, like bittersweet. I was Sad of, is a little much. I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, you still live in the same fucking country. You're like two hours away from each other. You have a great fucking public transit system. It probably won't be that hard to see each other. Stop your bitching, you fucking angsty teenagers. <laughs> oh, that was my thought. Like, it isn't like the U.S. where it's like, oh, I live in Washington, D.C., and you're moving to California. The internet, right, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, the internet's still a thing. Well, they, they get together in the end. That's why it's, like, bittersweet, because, I mean, after, I don't know if it's after the credits, but I, I distinctly remember um, it shows them, like, together as a family. But that's, like, ten years later. Yeah. Maybe you missed that part. Maybe I, you saw it. I don't, I, know. I don't remember. I think it's like during the credits, but basically, yeah, you're right. They they bitch a lot and they move apart, but then there's something that implies that eventually, after they graduate college or something, they get together. So it's it's bittersweet, but I agree. It's like they kind of imply like the eight years of suffering apart or four years, however long, when they could just still be seeing each other. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, there is something really good I watched this year that was, um, not from this year. Grave of the Fireflies. Ooh. It is a good show. Now that's sad. That is sad. <laughs> more sad than Suki Gakure. That is very much more sad than Suki Gakure. But uh, really well done. And I liked it a lot. Yeah. Did the I, I think the only other thing I watched was Initial D. I watched the first two seasons of Initial D. Hey, yeah, that counts. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Awesome. Well, so yeah, I watched a lot this year. Or that oh, in High School year. DXD. Because that was like 2019, and they finally dubbed it. Nice. Okay, so I watched a little more than I thought. <laughs> there you go. Well, I will start with my number five. Uh, number five was Kaki, uh, sorry, Kakushi Goto. And what is that? That's the show that I originally reviewed a little bit of in spring as part of that that smorgasbord of new airing shows. And that was the one where he's a mangaka and he was trying to hide it from his daughter. That doesn't ring a bell. Wow. Okay. You, so, I mean, you did review 12 I, that day. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't remember that synopsis. Well, okay. Kaki, uh, Kakushi Goto is a well-known mangaka and he just had his first child named Hime. And upon her birth, He's recognized as the mangaka of the dirty manga known as Balls of Fury. And from that second, he has done everything in his power to ensure Hime never finds out what he actually does for a living. He goes Balls as far of as Fury. Yes. He goes as far as leaving the house in a business suit and says he has a very strict office job. But upon Hime's 18th birthday, she finds out his secret. That he's been hiding the entire time. Well, he, he did a good job hiding it 18 years. Yeah. Goes to work every day to go draw his dirty manga, and she doesn't know until her 18th birthday. Yes. <laughs> she she never went to work or anything. Nope. It was never take your daughter to, to work day in Japan. <laughs> that's, well, that's kind of funny. So I that's... didn't give this show a fair shake. I only watched the first two and a half episodes and thought that the premise was a bit weird. And how long could they do it for 12 full episodes? 
The story revolves around a single parent, Kakushi Goto, and his nine-year-old daughter, Hime. And Kakushi, go, Kakushi goes to every length possible to hide his true profession. With the help of friends, family, teachers, and even Kakushi's own manga's assistants and editor to keep the ruse up. The show starts off with an 18-year-old Hime opening the door and pages flying out. And then the, the story itself time skips around, starting when Hime was born, but then moving to when she was eight. And then just as Hime and Kakushi and his daughter... Uh, wait, what? Up to when she was eight years old, it is just Hime and Kakushi and his daughter... What the fuck was I writing here? <laughs> uh, okay, well, my point being is it was just them. They time skip around, and they go from, like, age eight... And then they skip her like, oh, she's now nine. And now she's like 13. And like, and then she goes, they go right to like 18 or 17 or you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So they do a little bit of time skippy jumps. It's, it's overall, the story is like told as she's 18. But they put you in the press back of like, here's what was happening when she was that age. The story, uh, the, the, the whole daughter single father thing reminded me a lot of Bunny Drop. The story overall is a slice of life and a comedy. And that throughout each episode, hints are being brought back to the present where bits are leading up to a larger overall story plot. It's a fun little show that is worth a stream at most. So that was my A stream at most? Yes. I wouldn't buy it. Is that like a... Okay. <laughs> I just didn't know what to equate that to. I'm like, is that a praise or a knock? I guess it's average. Yeah. I won't say it's bad. I won't say it's... It's worth viewing. It's worth viewing. Not worth it's not owning. worth owning. Exactly. Hmm. Okay. That makes more sense. Well, okay. I have one question. Yes. What made you go back and finish it? Because you said you didn't give it a fair shake, but now it's now it's done. What happened? When did you finish it? I finished it in Jan. I finished it in late December because I felt like I I went back and looked through everything I looked at and I was like I I feel like I liked the premise but I didn't give it a fair shake and I was like I need to finish a couple more shows for 2020. <laughs> so I, I like how it. It, the impetus was purely this episode. Pretty much. Um because I felt like I had to round out a bit more. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't something you hated. It was just something you didn't want to commit to at the time. Yeah. And this was nice because by the time I watched, um, I think it was dubbed. Yeah, it was dubbed. So it was nice. Mm-hmm. So it was a little easier to watch. Once like, oh, I got to just throw it on and watch a couple episodes and not have to read and process and all that shit. So, yeah. You reading. I know, you. <laughs> After we just talked about enjoying that, too. Yes. Man. What should be on my top five? Well, let me, let me paint a little dilemma. So, <laughs> I'm looking at four shows I've finished. Two, actually, well, three I've started recently that I'm still watching. And then ReZero, which I kind of just stopped watching, because... They weren't actually done with season two, so I didn't want to actually be current. I wanted to wait and marathon it. Uh, and two of the shows suck, so they can never be on my top five. So I think the <laughs> way I'm going to do it... 
<laughs> Two of them are the second part of War of the Underworld. And God is that the worst show, the the worst season they've ever made, as I explained at length before. Yes. Um, so that can't be on there. Tower of God, I really hate. I did well. I felt neutral. I guess I finished it, but it was just bad. It was average, and then it was bad with the last episode. So it that seems one's like all these shows from Crunchyroll have like great premises, but the execution is just horrible. Like I'm not even picking, sure the premise is great. they're picking decent story, like source material, and like there is I some disagree. good stuff. It seems like well, like everyone praised, uh, God of high, uh, God of High School. Well, and the Prince Tower of God too, but the show's terrible. I don't know. I think it's just good marketing. I think Crunchyroll's becoming a, with the help of Funimation, <laughs> is becoming a, a huge marketing beast. I think they're just better at marketing, getting their shows in front of more people. Fair. I don't think they're actually that good. Fair. But, I mean, that's subjective, and people could just definitely disagree. But even looking at most of the ratings, they're pretty average. They're getting like a 7, which is quite average as far as anime rating goes, which I've also complained about <laughs> on a yes. previous episode. All the way back <laughs> in 2013. Yeah, if it's about anime at this point, I've complained about it, so <laughs> just go listen. But, uh, not to waste people's time with that one, but the idea is that, like, it's not getting the huge rating reception that you would think for how much I have to hear about it. It's the same as Sword Art. It's just, it's another show that became mainstream enough to get the marketing that a lot of people have seen it. And Tower of God was one that was really like, whoa, look at this original source material that Crunchyroll's doing off of a web comic. And it was, like, banners on their website and everything, so. Banners it just got show. it in front of a lot of people. And if you're, like, new to anime, it's, like, pretty cool-looking action. Although I think the animation is not good. But it's cool enough. Um, yeah, I think it was just, like, agreeable. I think it did a good job being average and getting in front of a lot of people. Fair. Because even people that I've heard like it, they don't say anything exceptional about it. They're just, like, it's like a shorter shonen. Which is, to someone who doesn't like shonen, that's not a compliment to me. But, but they're kind of right. Um, okay, well, rant aside, I guess the fifth would be Higarashi. but God, after catching up, I'm now current, I would just watch episode, well, actually, I'm one behind, I watched 15. So I haven't uh, watched like... anything since 13, because I've been following your recommendation of just watching them and then fours, and then they fucked it up and made it a five-part arc for the last one, but yeah, I've literally yeah. been waiting. And that's really going to go out the window, because the one I just caught up, there's no more arcs. So. Oh, really? What, what's happening, I'll just, this isn't a spoil of Higurashi, it's a spoil of how they're doing the new one. The spoil is that the, they're combining the two arcs, it's as I suspected. It isn't a new story, though to be fair, I had to ask my friend Asia what was going on, because she saw both the originals, and I only saw the question arc. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's saying basically what they're doing is combining the two. So they're mixing the answers in, which is why you got like the tease scene where she's in like the, the mirror world talking to her other self or whatever. Um, in like episode two. Yeah. But now they're going full fully through it. They're they've already spoiled the entire reason she does that. Oh. And so well, now, so now it's they're not even doing another arc, or they're not even doing another series. They're just combining everything. It sounds like. Yeah. 
Gotcha. So it's going to be Higurashi, but condensed in half the time. Hooray! Which, well, okay, I'm that okay would be good, that. because, it, well, me too, normal, normally, I would be okay with it, because they waste a lot of your time with school hijinks. The problem, yes. though, is they kept all the school hijinks, and now they're condensing the cool part, the cool part of the mystery that ah. is supposed to be revealed in a more mystery and horror sense. Now you know right away, and it's kind of just despair porn it's because now that you know all the secrets one character's suffering is is amplified gotcha. Rika, the little girl no, and now okay. that you know what she's going through i don't know it just seems gratuitous like there's no more mystery the show's good because though it wastes your time a, a bit it's doing it to build more impact for the dramatic scenes and now it's like the impact's not there you just know it's like uh, well no i can't give it away yeah but but man, I guess that's my fifth favorite, but it really sucks. I hate it. I, uh, As much as I like Higurashi, this one's terrible. Both in storyboard, combining the two, in direction of the scenes, because we compared some of the old scenes last time and how much better they were. We did. The only thing that's good still is the voice acting. It's like all the original people they hired are just really killing it for the scenes, but the animation and the storyboard isn't living up to it. Which is sad. Because they're doing a great job. <laughs> Everyone's voice acting is even better than the original a decade later. So. Man, it's just, I mean, it's just depressing. I want to like it. It did have artistically kind of a cool scene in the newest one. Mm, which, I mean, that sounds really snooty. It was basically just one transition that I thought was really cool. It went from them talking, and then they did like a time skip to one of the characters being dead. And it's one of those scenes that they try to do in movies and some anime where like the shot is the same of like her face, but in one scene she's smiling and the next she's just dead. And like the scene transitioned, but you don't really feel the transition because everything's in the same place, like the same, you know what I'm talking about, the same section of the screen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... Um, they did a really cool version of that, where normally it feels cheap and you're like, uh, it's, I get what you're trying to do, but it's not really immersive. This one was good. Um, I watched it like three times and I was impressed, which is sad that they're able to do something like that. But then they waste so much of my time zooming in on like the side of a character's head halfway outside of the scene while someone else is talking. But this brings me to the one interesting thing I have to share today. Is And when I was recording my episodes, I saw that Higurashi was listed as Denpa as a genre. You know what Denpa means? No idea. Okay, well, get ready, because I went down the rabbit hole of, hist of anime history. I, mean, I know Denpa, Denpa Rodma, or the, the other show, Denpa Rompin, or whatever it was called. Dengen Ranpa? Yeah. Well, this is a little different. This is Denpa, D-E-N, instead of D-A-N. Oh. And then P-A, so D-E-N-P-A. -E let me let me read it to you so I can get the full definition, but okay. it's essentially the noise electricity makes, apparently. But So the number one matching tag for Higurashi is Denpa, and it says works that feature familiar characters acting in unfamiliar yet seemingly orchestrated ways, common iconography, 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 it's icon, mm, if you say so, <laughs> I feel like I've heard it just pronounced iconography, but 
uh, would include telephone poles and wires, building rooftops, suicides, disorientation, and paranoia. So weird. Telephone poles and wires. Uh, don't you feel like that's in a lot of anime? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think of uh, uh, Perfect Blue. Yes, Perfect Blue is also Denpa. So I was very interested once I saw that. I was like, this is common in anime. They have it in another... They have it in Shiki. They have it in From the New World. Um, and then like several other, even Millennium Actress, I feel like. Um, so probably lots of Satoshi Kon's work. So I'm like, well, where is Denpa from? How weird that within anime culture, the horror and mystery and paranoia has like links to those icons. And it's in Higarashi. Phone booths mm -hmm. and power lines are everywhere. And I, my, my theory was that it was like a clash between old and new that like people in rural villages were i guess hesitant to adopt technology and kind of you know freaked out they didn't understand electricity and telephone poles coming to their community mm -hmm. um and they make a weird eerie noise like the static like the noise or, the buzzing yeah. Yeah. yeah right but i look it up and it's actually from the fukagawa street murders of 1981 <laughs> so now I'm really interested. Yeah, it's like, like it's a... electricity has been around for like 125 years or something like that at that point. <laughs> right, like yeah. The mid-1800s was like discovered or I mean, maybe the maybe the early 1900s. So at least 70 years. 67 right, years although, at that point. Yeah, although, yeah, my old and new theory was because like when Higurashi yeah, I mean, it makes place, sense. Makes yeah, sense 1983, yeah. and people are kind of hesitant. They live in a very rural town with, like, a school with all grades, and I'm like, yeah, it's probably phone booths are new technology probably in the early 80s there. Um, Okay, but then it's connected to that incident, and what happens is this guy who was paranoid and they think later schizophrenic um, was declined from a lot of jobs at a sushi different sushi restaurants in Tokyo, specifically in Fukugawa Street. So he takes a sushi knife and stabs six people, killing four of them. And then later, his, his claim of defense was that he heard voices because he could hear the radio waves from the telephone wires. And, I mean, now, that 40 years later, they didn't know at the time. They suspect it's probably just schizophrenia, but yeah. um, they did... So then they have this, it's a big landmark case in Japan because they have this big debate over whether he should get the death penalty or not because or the crime was serious over. enough. Yeah. But was he in the right mind? Yeah. And they saying? determined he wasn't in the right mind, not because he claims to hear voices from the telephone pole, but because they found um, like evidence of stimulants, like some sort of meth uh, when they tested him after they arrested him. So he was on some sort of drugs. But there's also a huge link now between different methamphetamines and schizophrenia so oh. so it was such an interesting thing to read about that my uh my favorite like genre of anime the suspense I, and paranoia I mean, is I, defined by the iconography because of this landmark case of a crazy man claiming that is his defense yeah that's crazy so cool right <laughs> so that's i look forward to sharing it here higurashi isn't that good but i'm glad putting it in my top five put it as a as a pulpit for sharing that there you go and when i was reading that to my friend because her and i just finished like catching up and i'm like isn't this interesting and she's like oh my god that's so cool and then she says and i quote because i want to quote her to embarrass her i feel like i leveled up as a human and I'm like, <laughs> you've, been, 
even playing too much WoW, that just getting this knowledge about anime has made you feel more accomplished and leveled up as a human. But there you go. But very interesting because I, yeah. I always noticed that was prolific, and it's in Evangelion a lot too. They they have a lot of shots to be fair in Evangelion of everyday things like train stations. Well, and that's what I, I like thought that. it always was. Like you've always got that iconic. I don't know if you call it iconic. I would say maybe cliche of the train mm-hmm. going by and the wind is just so strong, you know. Right. The right. railroad crossing. Their hair is around. But apparently uh, rooftops, suicides, disorientation, telephone poles and wires is Denpa. And hmm. its its origin is this. And there's also a, a genre of music that spawned f- from it. I forget what they call it. It's like Denpa... Renko or something, but it's a form of rock where the, the lyrics are really nice, but the music is very like metal and satanic sounding. And I mean, this happens in in Western music as well. It's same with like Christian death metal and stuff. <laughs> but the idea is that there's a there's a dissonance between subject matter yeah. and sound, and Jesus that's a type you. of yeah. right. That's a type of music sins, in in Japan. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, this media and music are both named after this like landmark case, and it's studied in. It said it was studied in like lots of J- Japanese business law because of the death penalty verdict, but became like popular in pop culture because of his claim of insanity. So really, really interesting. Huh? Yeah, never would have guessed. Yeah. All right, number four the- for me. <laughs> Sorry, was there more? Sorry, I kind of cut you off. No, 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 that's that's it. I just all right. I was glad to share that. I felt like an anime historian, if not leveled up as a human. You know what? This is probably the first episode <laughs> that we've actually passed along knowledge to our listeners. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, they'd be very disappointed if they're listening all these years hoping to learn something, yes. but it may have just happened. <laughs> oh, man. Shit. Careful, Brandon. This one is educational. So yes. Know to look uh, I'm going to tag that on the bo- on the website as educational. Educational. <laughs> Really interesting, and I couldn't find as much source material to read about it as I wanted because most of it's in Japanese. Aww. There's like not actually like an English Wikipedia. I had to like Google Translate Japanese Wikipedia to read about it. Huh? About the specifically the murder case, the genre is well documented, but I'm like, what is the origin? And it it goes pretty deep. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And does it also include like other mediums, like? television and movies or is it just all forms of media as yeah as it seems shots? like it's all forms of media in japan is influenced from this case so if you're writing like a it's like a horror trope i guess in western media or slasher films and stuff right like the closet and someone could be in there yeah but in japan they're now their books and their tv and their movies and their anime and their music are influenced by this claim of insanity and the other famous show they talked a lot about is uh, Welcome to the NHK. Really? He's paranoid. He's paranoid that the NHK, the National Broadcasting of Japan, is you know brainwashing him to be yes. a shut-in. Yes. Um, God, I love. So that. yeah, that's fucking love that that's, show. Yeah, me too. So that's also a show that uses it. It makes use of that paranoia. Now I kind of want to go back and watch the first couple episodes just to see, see if, if there's telephone calls. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Cool stuff. Yes. Yeah, but, you know, his refrigerator and stuff talked to him. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> it could also just be the case, just like the murders, that, yeah, something's wrong with him and he is actually paranoid or schizophrenic. But 
Well, um, apparently, if he just had a cute make, girl to talk to, would have never murdered anybody. That could be, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe his roommate, his roommate played that uh, anime song one too many times. Yes, the Puni Puni Chan. <laughs> yeah. Number four. You're number four. Japan sinks. Japan is sinking into the ocean, and the family must fight to survive the disaster. A Netflix original anime debuted in summer of 2020. I reviewed the series in much more detail in episode 277. Check out that episode for a very in-depth inter- uh, review, not interview. <laughs> but yeah, so I enjoyed that much, very much. You're number four. Ooh, back to me again. Let's see. What, what have I seen? Man. Uh, my number four will be... Um, uh, I guess Attack on Titan? Does that count? Uh, I don't think it's fair. But Probably not fair. Only like two of the episodes came out There's in 2020. Only like six episodes, it's, it's... yeah. I mean, like, no, I'd say no. You have to save for this year. Well, that probably won't be my favorite, actually. I don't actually love how they're pacing it, but... um, I beg to differ. We can talk about that <laughs> later. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, I mean, I just to go to my number three. Uh, yeah, because I'll, I'll have the th- one, two, three. Okay, fair Higurashi enough. Higurashi was for his three, and then I only have a top three. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, my number three. Orisuki game set OVA. Or also... An OVA. An OVA. Yeah. So, last year, I had put on my uh, top five Orisuki, or also known as Are You the Only One That Loves Me? And that was the mm-hmm. one with Bench Coon, where the girls kept going to the main character and going, come here, sit on this bench. And they say something like, you know, I enjoy coming to school, and just being able to see this person makes my chest hurt. And then he'd be like, can you get my, can you uh, talk to your buddy Sunshine for me? I really like him. And it was like five different girls. Instead of like mm-hmm. the main character getting, getting all the babes. So... This OVA was the ending of the TV series. So the TV series ended off with this contest between the main character and another guy. And we finally get a conclusion to the show. It's still funny. And it still doesn't lose a beat. And I was super hyped when I saw that it was available. And I loved every minute of this. It was just like a seven month wait to finally finish the show. But I really enjoyed it, and it was a fun watch. And if you've not seen any of the Are You the Only One That Loves Me, you should really go check it out. It was dubbed by Funimation, and it's an awesome anime. It's funny as fuck. And go back to listen to last year's uh, Top 5. I talked about it more there. My number two. Tony. No, wait, no. Oh, oh, what? No, uh, no. Uh, Too fast. Too I fast? have a top three, so wow, I have to okay. do three. All right. <laughs> so my third is a show that is half done airing in 2020, but is Jujutsu Kaisen. Ooh. It's a show that's really popular on Reddit right now. But it is. Because well, it's, it's shonen. Yeah, it's shonen. <laughs> but you know me. I hate shonen. So yes. why am I watching this? Um, 
well, one, it's short, so that's more palatable. And two, the, like, darker imagery, the spooky man. I mean, I guess you could argue all shonen is somewhat edgy and dark, but this one actually looked like it had a dark plot. And I was right. So, it's about uh, humans and then curses that are made from negative human emotions that feed on them and try to kill them. Huh. But basically, this this normal... Well, he's not normal, I guess. He's, like, exceptionally athletic. But this boy encounters curses because he's just in the like a cult club which is always the fake club and he even recognizes that he's like nothing happens in the cult club yeah it's like a joke in media and anime and that they're not actually doing anything useful but then they actually find like one of the most cursed items in all of japan like a figure of an old or a finger of like an old god sakuna mm -hmm. so then uh curses are actually brought to his school and then he sees like the people that fight them and he has to end up eating the finger to get the power to like kill one of the demons um so now the most evil man sakuna lives inside of him and is like half of his body which i hated in parasite i hated that plot but it works pretty good here um so i don't know it's just i mean the action scenes are good because it's shown in but i guess i kept watching it because it has like a darker plot like people are actually dying and it's more of like a uh, a crime plot like it, there's a lot of parallels to monster where like they have to fight the curses but some of the curses are seeming more and more human-like and they're from human emotions so like if they're making them do they have like a right to kill them it's the same thing with monster right he he saves the life of the serial killer and oh, then he has yeah. to go stop them yes yeah it's kind of it's the same plot here because they're like well humans are creating the curses who are now getting more and more sentient and powerful and more like humans like, do we have the right to put them down if we made them? <laughs> so that that's kind of a cool plot. I always like I always like the philosophical in my in my action shows. Did you ever did you finish uh, Monster? No, nope, never saw it. But I know that's the plot. Oh, <laughs> damn. I guess I should really watch that if I like that type of show. Yeah, no shit, it's really good. Um, but uh, so far it's good, and I mean it's right now it's silly. They have like a tournament arc between the two schools, the two jujitsu sorcerer schools that fight curses. They have to fight each other. Um, so, you know, it has all the staples of Shonen with their tournament arc. And there's one guy where I, I took a screenshot to show my friends. But let me let me see if I can go look at the screenshot. One second. Uh, okay, it's a screenshot of this really ripped man. And he's like, tell me, are you a boring man? And then the next season is, I can tell a lot from a man based on their fetishes. And he's like squaring up to fight the new character because he's concerned he might be boring and not have a good fetish. And he says, by the way, my type is a tall woman with a big ass. <laughs> and it's like, I'll, I'll send you the screenshot, but it's, <laughs> I took a screen cap of it because it's just so funny. This man is so stanced up and like flexing. Oh, that's the wrong one. And he's just ready to kick the main character's ass because he's afraid he has a boring uh, fetish. Oh, man. And it turns out he does because the main character is like, I don't know, as long as they have a strong personality, I like them. And he's like, I knew it. You're boring. And he's crying. And then he, like, proceeds to beat the main character's ass because he doesn't have a fetish. One thing I hate, So man. it has all these teenagers are, like, fucking super ripped. Yeah, this man's insane. This is supposed to be like the third most powerful person in the show, and he's, and he's like fifteen. A high... He's a senior. Well, he's a senior. They're like he's graduating soon. He's eighteen, <laughs> but 
Yeah, that guy's fucking huge. The main character looks like a normal high schooler. You've peaked in your accomplishments uh, at 18. Yeah, he's like absurdly strong because they're supposed to use like curse energy to kill the curses. And he's like, well, only if they're exceptionally powerful. Like, because like all shonen, they have like a level scale of how powerful things are. And he's like, only if they're a special class do I use energy. Otherwise, I just hit them really hard and they die. He just punches them. So, yeah, I mean, I guess it's all the stuff I don't like shonen for as well. Like all the hijinks, but I've been enjoying it. Maybe I just, I needed a break. I needed a break from Higurashi trying to be serious and failing. I needed a more fun show. Um, so that's my number three, because I still enjoy it, and I'm looking forward to more of it coming out. I'm actually current. It's only on 17. Ah. Well, so I watched, like, all 17 last week. Dang. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yep. All right, my number three. Oh, sorry, my number two. Excuse me. Tony Kaku Kawai. Which I talked a little about already in a previous episode. The super smart NASA. Yes, after the space program. Sees a super cute girl that he wants to talk to her. And what do you know? He gets hit by a bus. By old friend Truck Coon. <laughs> Laying in the snow. He is saved by the girl. He summons enough energy and strength to ask her out. But she says only if they would get married. Two years after the accident, NASA is sure the girl he met has forgotten all about him. And then suddenly she appears at his door, and they are wed the very same day. Now we get to watch them as newlyweds navigate their life together in this wacky anime. Created by the author of Hayate the Combat Butler, 16-year-old Tsukasa and 18-year-old NASA, skipped everything and went straight to marriage. First off... Loving Hayate, I was excited for the show, and every week I was excited to see what would happen next. The opening song is a fucking banger, and it's always fun to listen to. There's a lot of questions that don't get answered in this show, though, that need to be answered. But what makes this show fun is just watching these two come together and overcome things and getting to know the characters a little more each week. There's allegedly a second season in the works, but it seems that it hasn't been confirmed 100%. But the anime seems to have done very well as, as it's aired. It is getting an OVA. And Crunchyroll went as far as when it did air to give it a simul dub. So they've spent a lot of good, you know, good chunk of money. So, mm -hmm. and I know the manga is doing really well um, in the U.S. And you get the manga from Viz Media. So, to me, it all points, all signs point to... Tony Kaku, Kawhi, or Over the Moon for you. Getting more content in the future. And I, for one, am excited. I love that show. It was so fun. And it was yeah, the I was one... reading here that it was, it's actually known as Fly Me to the Moon in Japan. It's like 14 different freaking versions of the... Yeah, Fly Me to the Moon, yeah. Over the Moon for Fly you. Fly Me to the Moon. But I wonder if it's like copyright to just take Fly Me to the Moon and... Maybe that's why it's known as other things in English. I don't I know. I guess, yeah. It's weird. It, yeah, it has been really weird. Like, there's like three or four different names for it. So, that's my number two. Well, then I know you're number one. There's no way that ranks higher than the other one. <laughs> <laughs> I know what's coming. You do. Um, you know. All right, well, my number two is... Hmm... 
probably Darwin's game. Wow, that didn't even make my top five. Yeah, I mean, it's a disappointing year. As I said, I only have three, <laughs> and I actually finished. Um, I mean, I do like Darwin's game. I gave it an 8 out of 10, yep. so it's definitely a show I enjoy. But like you said, it's not exceptional, really, in any regard. I don't know. I'm more. Ex I'm excited for for where it's going. Would they, you... they skipped a lot, which is concerning because at the end they're like, "I decided that I'm so powerful, I'm just gonna you know defeat all the other people and declare it a no gaming zone, you know, a no Darwin's game zone," because he's after like the maker of the game. Um, which is interesting. I like the cool revenge plot for him being sucked into the game. He's gonna go get back at the person who made it, but. Uh, it's concerning that it skips so much, you know, or it's like, well, how is he so powerful? He just defeated all these people and made it a no game zone. But so um, uh, episode 270. Yeah, 270. We talked about Darwin's game. Yep. We actually did. Really yeah, I mean, I'm sure I, I'm sure I loved my or shared my my love for it then. But I still think it's a it's a good, simple premise for an action show. Where it's like too many action shows are either shonen or like what's the other type of anime action show? Slice of Life. It's shonen or like they do regular shit half the time and then they fight. And I'm glad this is like a show where it's it has a standalone enough plot that the whole time can be progressing the plot and the action. It doesn't need to defer to either shonen tropes and it doesn't need to defer to you know we go back to being normal high schools and trying to have re normal relationships in between fighting this is just like this is the whole point of the show the fighting so I uh, I liked it there you go alright my number one Sword Art Online The War of the End of the World Part 2 no no no, no. no I'm wrong. you don't mean it I don't <laughs> I know what's coming, and God, would I be surprised if that was it. It is Rent-A-Girlfriend. So, I knew it. It was a really hard choice, though, because I really enjoyed Tony Kaku. And um, it was like one of these things where it's like, fuck, which one did I like more? And I mean, you love Rent-A-Girlfriend. You couldn't shut up about that show. Yeah, so at the end of the day, I really enjoyed <laughs> I thought I really enjoyed Rent-A-Girlfriend a lot more because I thought it told a really unique story. About, you know, Kazuya falling for his rent-a-girlfriend, um, mm -hmm. Chizuru. And it's, you know, there was a one-sided crush. And, you know, I thought it did a good job of showing Kazuya as a, like, you know, awkward mess of a young adult. He's still, you know, he's old enough to, you know, you're not in high school anymore, you're in college. But you're still immature enough to do stupid things and say stupid things or, you know. Like, I look back when I was in my sure, early yeah. 20s and being like... You're an adult in name only. Yeah. Not in action. So, um, you know, I really liked all the characters. I even liked Mommy. Even though she was a complete bitch. Um, I did a more in-depth review, uh, episode 278. There is a rumored season 2 to begin airing in fall of 2021. So this fall. Uh, oh, maybe, maybe season two will make the, uh, will make the list this time next year. Probably. Probably will. Yes. All right, your number one. My number one was Railgun Season 3. Ooh. Uh, which I talked about in episode 278. There you go. 
Oh, and we also talk about Sword Art Online, if that teaser was too much for people and they need to hear about Sword Art. <laughs> it's the same episode. So, um, now you kind of understand yeah, I don't know. why I had to it's go just... back. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no. I mean, continue. Oh, well, now... Why I... did you have to go back? Now you see, I can understand why I had to go back and watch a little more. Because, unfortunately, a lot of the shows I'd watched for this year, I enjoyed for the most part. Or really hated them. And it was like, every time I was like, well, shit, I reviewed this one already. It's going to be a whole list of, of go listen oh, to this I episode, see. go listen it to that felt, episode. It felt bad having your top five already set in stone. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that sh- should almost be the purpose. I mean, it's kind of sad that, like, Listeners perhaps don't get anything new. Because <laughs> I feel like normally we have one or two where it's like, you didn't really see this one coming, we didn't review it. Um, and then people have a chance to check it out. Yeah. But I guess this, if people were already listening to our reviews, would already have watched it or knew we enjoyed it, right? Yep. Um, but I think that's fine. That should probably be the purpose of a top five. Fair enough. I mean, one show I didn't watch, you know, talk, I, I enjoyed but not enough, was Kuma 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 Bear. Um, you know, I talked about that last episode. It's just a really fun, you know, easy watch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but a lot of the other ones we either talked about or watched. So, yeah, that was that was a challenge. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> Which one? Yeah, I talked one of my friends into watching my number one this year. I mean, if you haven't seen Railgun, you should. You don't even have to watch Index if you don't want to because, I mean, it's not as good, but it is the parent story. And, I mean, after the first season of Railgun, which they really try to like double down on its all girl characters so they make them do a lot of cute pointless shit but the actual plot is very dark <laughs> so uh, I'm season two and three really gets into the dark plot and it's far better so um, it's very worth watching yeah. he had only seen the first season and he's like well it was just like cute hijinks what's the point and I'm like did you get to the part where they're using her DNA to make clones to kill a hundred thousand of them. And he's like, no. I'm like, well, you didn't get to the dark part. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't kill a hundred thousand of the cute girl yet. So good stuff. There you go. I'm just, man. I mean, we've talked about Higurashi the past three episodes. Higurashi is truly a content beast, but I'm disappointed in how not amazing it is. I mean, I'm, I'm glad I got to share some history about the genre of Denpo, yeah. though. I mean, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna save everything until the end because I don't know. I just think it's just fair to let it play out, especially when well, I. Well, it's definitely seen... fair, but it's definitely fair. But I have so much riding on it. I need to discuss it each week. No, I, I whatever. Each their own. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, that I think will wrap it up for this episode. Um. We will uh, be back soon enough. Yeah, I got to talk about Attack on Titan, Shonen I'm watching, more Higurashi, more Higurashi complaining. Sounds Uh, like we'll have an Attack on Titan debate, because I don't love it. So real quick, I mean, I guess we should say, seeing it as a new season real quick, what what are you watching? Um, Attack on Titan. (laughs) <laughs> the continuation of the shonen Higurashi. That yep. is uh, Promise Neverland. I yep. have downloaded, but I haven't watched. But I certainly will be because I love season one. It's definitely a, it's, yeah. I've, I'm I'm caught up to episode two. Okay. 
I've not watched it's episode definitely three what? yet. Yeah, episode three is out. I just haven't watched it yet. It's it's definitely unique. It's different, but mm. it's still kind of like it feels like I don't need, I don't have the urge like oh I gotta watch it. It's, I think it's definitely a show that's gonna mm. be fun to watch in chunks. Like yeah, I mean you also you also watched the other one like after it was done airing. I did. Zeldar and I talked about it, so it could just be one. It's hard to watch waiting each week probably because the other one started pretty slow that is true. and and two maybe you're just not as not as into it i'll definitely check it out as it's airing and then i'm gonna be watching more re-zero because i didn't finish last season because i was waiting for them to just finish season two completely yep a lot of the stuff airing is just like continuations like dr stone yeah this this season Re-Zero, is like people to the slime girls rimaru yes uh the time I got incarnated as a slime. Yeah, B Stars Two, Fairy Tale Four, Cells at Work Two. It's there's two Cells at Work shows airing at the same time. Oh really? There's Cells at Work Two, and then Cells at Work Code Black. Black. Yeah, I see that. Huh. I mean, I like the original, but I don't know if I'm eager to watch all of them. Yeah. So yeah, not not much. I don't. Think. There's yeah. nothing really else I wanted to watch. Log Horizon three, which they should have just left it dead for more than seven years. Season two sucked. Um, Nanan Biori two or three maybe. I think it's three or four because they've like retreaded the Nanan Biori like in three or four mm-hmm. different like rehabs. A new witness. Yeah, I was gonna actually ask my you about that. So I've got as part of my. Uh, Secret Santa this year, I asked for, it was 10 bucks for season one and two of the Infector Selected Wixus on Right Stuff, Ooh. and I got given that. Good. So I haven't watched, I haven't begun watching it yet, but I was curious. Well, I know, I want to watch it. at least watch one. I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of one, but two was kind of cheesy, and the ad for this new one looks even sillier, so. Gotcha. But one is very good. If you got the first. I've got uh, the first, Wixus. I got the first two seasons. On Blu-ray. Oh, yeah. Oh, those are good. I would watch It was those. 10 bucks, dude. I was like, holy shit. It is crazy. Those are definitely worth watching. I enjoyed watching those. They surprised me. It's like the Madoka Magica of card games. Gotcha. They break all the tropes with despair. All right. So, yeah, same as Not you. I'm, watch. I'm watching um, uh, Promise Neverland 2. I am watching uh, Attack on Titan, and I'm fucking loving it this last episode <laughs> i had the biggest fucking smile on my face when mikasa came back mm-hmm. um i am fucking loving attack on titan like i didn't watch season three i actually went and bought the three season three blu-rays uh, about two or three weeks ago how can you even say three. if you like it if you haven't seen season three i don't understand well, i was just like fuck it i know what's going on now because it seems like season three probably really doesn't matter that much from what i've seen of I season mean, it, four it did have the most story but yeah but so i'm watching kind of both um but yeah i i finally feel like we're finally getting the payoffs like we're finally getting everything paid off you know what I mean? And then more. Like No, no. What do you mean no? I mean, my biggest complaint is that like for how much tension was built up at the end of the third season for them just defeating all the Titans that were on their island other than Rainer. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then he's like looking in Aaron at the end of season three, he's looking at the ocean, implying he knows now he has to go cross it because he inherited his dad's memories from the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so spoiler, cause you haven't seen three, but uh, hey, you fucker. figured it out. Now I know. Point. You figured it out. I, I mean, figured, he shows up on yeah, the island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I figured something to season three and they probably figured out. I just, I don't like how the payoff after 60 episodes of them fighting Titans is that they're just perpetuating the circle of, of war. You know, it's like they, they hit you over the head with how big of a parallel it is. Cause he's like, well, it looks like we're the same. We just, we, except I'm a little different. I got to do it. Always fight at any cost or something. It's just, uh, it's so dumb. Cause they spend even four episodes in this building up the other faction to be relatable and human like and having their own struggles. Yeah. And then they just, they just throw it away. They're just like, okay, but we got to do the war stuff. Yeah. And even Mikasa comments on it. She's like, you know, you've done something you can't go back from. You've killed all these civilians. And they don't give that any attention in the show. They're just like, whatever. We got to go eat the Titan. We got to get them. Yeah. And I still have the fucking problem where they introduce like 75 fucking people. And it's like, you got to remember like, oh, what, what was that character again? What do they care about the story again? It's like, fuck! I feel yeah, stupid the watching the show sometimes. Well, part of that is because you probably didn't see season three. Where that is very they spend true. A lot of time, they spend a lot of time talking about the Marleyan faction. Fair enough. So, okay, for me, coming into, dad grew up. for me, watching season two and then watching season four, to me, I felt like, holy shit, we're finally getting paid off. Because I didn't start watching... I'm only on the second episode of season three, to be fair. Mm. He's fighting Kenny. And he's yelling, and Levi's yelling a lot. I'm actually kind of curious <laughs> where Levi is. Kenny's a cool kid. We have yet to see Levi in, in season four. Don't spoil it we for me. We see him. Do we? What? Well, no, we just saw, like... I just watched six and I saw him. Okay, I didn't watch... Se- I haven't, no, I have not watched seven yet. I watched six, I probably just didn't notice him. Uh, there was so much shit going on in six. I probably just he, didn't he know cuts it. the mouth of the the jaw titan, and the jaw titan's like, "Is that an Ackerman?" Oh, I thought that was Ma- Mikasa. Okay, uh, Mikasa is the one that was like standing with Aaron. No, no, no. The, I, I, yeah, the... yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you now. So I well, they look fucking similar. I guess they're. I mean, oh. yeah, they're both Ackermans. They're both adopted or whatever, and they look kind of the same. <laughs> but but no, that was that was Levi that cut his mouth. Oh, okay. See, this is the sort of um, stuff I fucking like frustrates me, where it's like I well, miss I guess a lot of shit. The reason you like it, that's fa- that's a good reason because like there's a payoff and then more. I guess I like that synopsis. But as someone who watched season three, the payoff was the military coup and them overthrowing their unjust government with their manipulation of the Titan history. That the only people who knew history were the people that consumed the Titans down the bloodlines, mm-hmm. and they overthrew that system. And Kenny's the one that was hired to try to stop the coup, as gotcha. you're seeing in season three. Okay, so because um, for me, like when I started season four, so season three was already the payoff. So for okay. me, it sounds just like they're, they're so confusing for, things. Yeah, for me, I was like, oh, holy shit, we're learning all this stuff, and mm-hmm. and they're calling back to season one, and all the shit in season one now makes sense. I do like the callback to season one with Reiner and you know all the yeah. people from Marleyan faction. That is cool, but as far as like the payoff for the overall story with Aaron, it's in season three, and I feel like they got rid gotcha. of it in favor in favor of doing four episodes of building this other faction up. I don't know. Because for me, like I, I I started watching you know episode four season one, and I was like, or episode one season whatever the the first episode mm-hmm. of the fourth season, and at first I was like, am I watching the right fucking anime? Like, 
they're in fucking like World War Two trenches and shit. Or mm-hmm. World War One trenches, you know? I'm like, do yeah. they time skip like fifty Supposed years to be World in the War future? One, basically. Yeah. Like they got yeah, guns they now of, and they got a lot of they technology. They have a lot of weird German imagery. The Eldians are the Jews and there's a lot of World War Two parallels. Even their military commander kinda looks like hit, older Hitler. But then Well then the, the, like, war... the technology seemed to like progress. Like, like Yeah. Like what happened? Like did they time skip? Like I seriously thought like they went it, from like the olden age for me and I saw season three because I'm like, well they just staged a coup. Where's their new government that cares about you know finding this other group? And it's like, well that is the other group. I guess they really they really skipped along. <laughs> they skipped four years. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was confusing to me. I was like, I swear and how to God, even get away? I guess like the Beast Titan takes him away or something, but that's never clear. But yeah, so I've been enjoying the fuck out of Attack on Titan season four. I mean, I guess it'll make more sense when I start keep watching season three. Um, so yeah, but the other I guess show, it's like a, it's a difference in what we view as the payoff. Yeah, and <laughs> well, I, I mean, I like it's I it No, and I completely understand that now. Like, there's a whole mm-hmm. season. There's a whole fucking twenty-four episodes or whatever each season was worth of content mm-hmm. that I didn't watch. So it makes sense to me. I mean. I, I get it. I started watching that Skate Infinite show. And it what felt like... Uh, I only watched, like, the first episode. And it went by really quick. Oh, and I see it. SK it, Infinite. Yes, Skate. SK8 Infinite. SK Sideways 8. Yes. Uh, It gave me a lot of vibes of, like, um, uh, Air Gear. Hmm. And like, the top recommended show on Analyst is Air Gear for it, so. Huh. I wonder why that is. Just they're it's skating. just skating and probably just to, they all dress like the main character, like not the main character, but the kid, the main character, like skates against this guy named Shadow, and he looks like a like a cross between like a pro wrestler and like makeup and stuff, and like Kiss. I see him, like, yeah. Crazy, like, like he's like the crazy buff, like face painted up like pro wrestler slash like rock star it's weird and i don't know why they're even fighting or <laughs> skating or whatever it's i don't know i watched first episode. Looks silly. the art style looks cool like... yeah it's neat um it's a little i don't know i'm gonna probably watch the second episode and see if it's worth it people seem to give it a good kind of review on it but it's like i I like this review skate is initial d but with skateboards there you go yo man you got the vans trucks skateboarding and surreal comedy is its genre ah maybe they'll start like you know like yo man i got the new birdhouse deck it's gonna weigh uh it takes off uh, 1.5 ounces of weight I'll get that one, one, you know. It'll be like the the Yomashua pedal or whatever. Yomashua pedal, yes. Yeah, maybe. I feel like it, it might just go the fooly cooly route, and there might be even weirder characters. And it's just a coming of age story about the man who looks like Kiss. There you go. I hope there's a now. I hope there's a a skateboarding uh, robot. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, we programmed him to be too good. He can easily do nine hundreds. Tony Hawk is spinning in his grave. <laughs> Tony Hawk isn't dead not yet but maybe in that show I don't know when that show takes place probably in this universe yeah if there's skateboarding robots maybe they fed maybe this AI has been like they made him play like a bunch of Tony Hawk games 
They stole Tony Hawk's soul and put it in a robot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a great hit. Yeah. <laughs> Make it happen, uh, Trigger. We call him Tony Bot. Tony Bot. Tony Coon. Ah, uh, but my favorite—not favorite, but like just really interesting show. Wonder Egg Priority. Oh, that's one of the few that isn't just a sequel. What is yes. That? So, it's a. I fucking love the art style. It reminds me a lot of Madoka Magica. The art is very, very pretty. How many power lines are in it? Like Madoka Magica. Uh, good question. I need to go back and watch. Yeah. Um. So it's about this girl. No, it feels like it's they. Ha- to Zenpa too. Sorry to interrupt, but I wonder Egg is. <laughs> so there would be. There's gonna be power lines, just like Madoka Magica. Well, there you go. Well, it has to do with suicide and bullying. So this girl named I somehow just gets this egg. She like talks to a dead bug, like she was holding this like a bug that like died, and she buries it. And then, like, she gets an egg. I don't know how the fuck she got it, but she gets this egg. And she has this dream, and she's told, your first visit is free. And she goes to this, like, trippy dream, and she, um, she wakes up, and she's like, oh, that's a weird dream. And then she, like, sneaks out again, and then enters this weird dream world again by smashing the egg. Hmm. Like, a roll of toilet paper starts talking to her, telling her to smash the egg. Ooh, I really like this, the character art for all these characters. And yeah, she's a heterochroma character, so she was bullied, and it seems like she doesn't go to school, or if she does, or she doesn't anymore, because she was bullied, and like, the first scene is like, uh, a teacher like, coming over, or like, the principal coming over the PA, like, what do you do when you see bullying? Pretend it doesn't happen, which is, you know, <laughs> awful, but we also know it's true because Japan yeah. has a very bad bullying problem of students and, you know, people of non-Japanese descent and just, you know. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. It's kind of true anywhere. And apparently... So the overall story is, like, her friend committed suicide, but... In this dream world, or what you want to call this, this other world, she's a statue, and the, she's alive. Like in the stat, like, so she meets this girl, and these like murderous, like little sprite things are chasing her, but she's chasing the other girl, not I. And mm-hmm. she saves the girl, and then she just poofs in the like, thin air, and she goes up to the statue of her friend on the roof of where she jumped off in real life. And the statue starts crying. And she's like, hey, the statue is warm. And the the, the character or whoever talks to her throughout this will says, hey, you need to save more people. And if you save enough, your friend will come back to life. But, yeah, it's like Spyro. If you have enough gems, you can free the dragon. Yes, but in this case, we don't know how many gems she needs. Uh, and we don't really know the rules of these worlds yet. Or if it's even possible. This sounds like another, like you said, the art sounds like Madoka. I suspect there's some sort of catch. Something bad's going to happen. 
Could be. Or it could just be a nice story about her saving people, but could be. It's, it's I, definitely I really like interesting. Her. Her is very cool looking. Yeah, like punk looking girl with the pink streak. Uh so I haven't met her yet. And then they have this black girl, but in her synopsis, it just says she has a very distinct skin color. Well, <laughs> I so like the, I don't know if this is probably based on a manga, but uh, I've only hmm. watched the first episode. There's only two episodes out, so uh, episode three okay. that airs on Tuesday. Maybe I'm cheating, but there's like four main girls. Yeah, so far we've only met like the main character, I. We know about her friend who committed suicide by jumping off the school roof. Mm -hmm. And we meet one girl, but she like vanishes into thin air because she was saved. And yeah. Huh. It's really interesting though. I really enjoyed it. It does sound very cool. In fact, someone someone I play... uh vr chat with told me to watch this like a week ago so now i'll have to awesome <laughs> more shows it we can review good. together but it's related to other denfa shows it says and it's related to madoka magica paprika serial experiments lane and penguin drum people are calling it the new like rebirth of like that genre of madoka and maru penguin mm -hmm. drum no, or this one I've read. Denpa psychological shows. Oh, it also says it's like Flip Flappers. I never watched that, but it yeah, sounded I, good. Flip Flappers sounded awful and everyone... Oh, wait, no. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm thinking of Handshakers. Yeah. Flip Flappers sounded decent, but I was like, eh, I don't want to watch it. Again. It's, uh, it's this generation's revolutionary girl, Utna, which I still need to also watch. <sighs> the only thing I remember from Utna is... Uh, the black girl getting slapped all the time. <laughs> well, I guess if that's your I main, main take. I forgot her name. Um, it's like the love interest for the main character. I guess. Sure, I didn't get that far. It's like Anthony. Anthony, that's it. Yes, yeah. was Anthony getting slapped? Mm-hmm. That's my only memory from the parts of Utna I watched. I'm pretty too, sure it's the love interest for Utna, but it's too girly for me. Couldn't well, I mean, it. apparently it gets pretty deep, but I didn't make it that far. Same. I got like five or six <laughs> episodes in, and I was like, cool. Yeah, phrases being very deep and good, but yeah, it's it's really tough to watch in the beginning. It's just kind of silly. It's like more girly Sailor Moon. It's like, Anthony, get over here! Yeah, yeah that's, that's Take also... Take that, Anthony! A little bitch! But apparently it does get... I mean, it's well-liked for a reason. It gets pretty good, supposedly. Supposedly. I don't know. Yep. I am not a man of culture. No, it's because you didn't watch it. No. Exactly. So, I actually, I got one question I just thought of. Do you ever go back and watch any shows from previous seasons? Or, like, if you're not... Because, like, this season. Like, yeah, I've got, like, three or four shows I'm watching. But at the end of the day, I... If I didn't hear about Wonder Egg, I wouldn't have watched it. And I'm glad I did. Like, I'm glad I checked it out. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we've been watching these shows for 10 years now. You know, and it's just like, or you, like, eight years. And mm -hmm. it feels so, like, cyclical. You know, it's like, okay, we watched the new season. I mean, it new is. Season. That's why I don't watch as much, right? It is <laughs> It is repetitive. Um, I mean, yeah, there's still good shows being made. I guess my other problem is I don't consume much media about anime like what would you call that meta it's you don't, you don't look into like, it you don't like watch documentaries like remake. yeah i don't watch yeah. anyone on youtube so i'm not getting any recommendations unless 
you or another one of my friends recommends it, right? Yeah. So I guess despite being I mean, on to be fair, podcast, I watched Wonder Egg because isolated. of I watched Wonder Egg because of Mother's Basement. Right. So and like, my, because I don't do many content like yeah. that, although from the small amount I've seen, my coworkers stuff is really to check cool. it out too. Yeah, Mother's Basement is really good, but I just don't. I don't like if I have time to do that. I'd rather watch anime or like play a video game. I don't. I don't feel like I need recommendations, although this kind of highlights that maybe I do because, like you said, I don't go back and watch it. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like that. It's it's the constant source of discovery. Yeah. I it feels more of a chore to just be like, okay, was there any decent show I might like from this season? I like hearing about it years later, where a friend's really excited about it, you know, and yeah. then I want to watch it. Gotcha. So I guess I do. I'm open to it, but it's not like a routine. Gotcha. Fair. All right. And I mean, you do, you do too if I say something like Suki Gakirei, right? But yeah. I mean, I finally we're... watched that this year because I remember you talking about it last year, and I remember seeing some stuff on YouTube of people being like, the show is about, you know, the most realistic anime about dating. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, you know, that's right up my alley. I've watched so much. <laughs> I've watched so many, you know, romance shows and stuff like that, but I'm not going to watch the one about the realistic dating, you know, and I watched it and I finally put the effort. I was like, ah, I'm glad I did this. It was worth it. Yeah. And I knew you'd like it. Cause yeah, you recommended shows to me that I like, like white album too, yeah. an entirely different show, but they're both very good at what they do. Yeah. I kind of want to rewatch white album too. That show is good. I hear you. All right. Well, that is our show for this week. Watching all the things. It was like one and a half shows. It was. It really was. (laughs) So. Good shit. Be safe. Let us know what you liked for uh, 2020. Is there anything you're looking forward to in 2021? I think it would be nice for the next episode. We actually look through what's being released for the remainder of the year. And just see if there's anything that stands out like. Hey this could be interesting or whatever. Because I don't know. Like. I don't yeah, know. Do I, I don't. Fun. We could do something fun like spin a wheel and assign shows to watch. There you go. <laughs> For compulsory shows. Yes. Um, My Hero 5 comes out in spring. Oh, the one I'm looking for, the Don't Bully Me Nagatoro. Don't so I see bull- the manga. Oh. Oh, I thought it was like Don't. Or oh, I'm thinking a different one. Okay. Um, But that one's in spring. But yeah, that'd be interesting to look in advance instead of, you know. Two weeks after it already came out like we normally do. Yes. Problem is not all of them are released, or at least teased that early, but at least spring has a good amount. We could probably look. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think we're finally over that COVID uh, backlog. Although I feel like this season, they kind of like got everything done. They're like, yeah, we're back up to where we should have been this time last year. You know, like spring of last year or, you know, summer of last year. And now it's like, gosh, shit, get it all out. Get it all out. So we can keep working on the next stuff. Yeah. Am am I wrong? Like the amount of sequels and shit. It's like, Jesus. Yeah, there's not more total, but there's so many sequels. It's almost like, yeah, those are probably like the headline shows that got delayed. A sure bet because they're, you know, popular shows that are getting a sequel. Yeah. And then that you probably don't want to sit on them. You don't want to sit on them too long. Because I wonder how long that that works. It's like, okay, if you've got this work in the in the, you know, you've got it in the can ready to go, the money's spent. But all that's left is like, hey, you got to market it. 
on TV, the internet, whatever. I don't know how much that costs. I wouldn't think that much. But, like, at the end of the day, it's just like, okay, it was supposed to air last year. Why don't we push it to, like, spring or fall of, you know, 2021? Or is it just like, fuck it, we need to get out as soon as possible because, you know, money is tied up into that. We can't do our next project or, you know, I'm curious about that. How the time, how these delays and stuff affect the studios or affect the TV stations or schedules or whatnot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because it's just crazy to think of. You think about this. Like 60 new shows a, a, a season. All that shit is on TV. That's true. And it's usually like a very small subset of channels. It's not like in the U.S. where it's like, oh, there's some on USA Network, TBS, TNT, Fox, ABC, NBC. You know, like, ass tons of channels. Like, yeah, every new season, there's shit tons of new shows on, on cable TV and all that. But I would think over in Japan, there's not 14 anime channels. Yeah, probably not. You know? It's probably three so yeah they, like, one or they're two. using all the available air time so if they miss a season then they don't get to go back and air that live right there's no way to make up for it well no i mean so, i look at like uh, at the end of the day like you just schedule it for okay it was supposed to be this time last year let's make it the same time next year or whatever like is there a rush to say like fuck it we got it done. The voice acting's done. The animation's done. It's ready to go. All the seasons are in the can. Because, you know, a lot of anime, they're still like, hey, we're, we're doing episode one. We're working on episode three or episode four or whatever. Yeah. The show's mm-hmm. still in production during usually the airing time. Right. You know, we've seen issues of, of production issues causing problems. With shows. There's not really risk of sitting on it too long, but I guess they'd be afraid to miss airing slots. I don't know. Because like, I don't know. They don't. They don't make money if they're not airing a show. Like last season didn't have much air. Yeah, that's that's what I wonder. It's like, hey, you know, these companies poke the money, and there's money, you know, spent on this thing. Is it worth sitting on it and building a backlog of shows, and then spreading them out over the year, or is it like, fuck it, get it done? So we can get it on the airwaves and start getting DVDs and Blu-rays. Yeah, I feel like it's not really worth making a backlog. I feel like every season that's airing, you need as much money as possible. I don't I don't think you can do, like, one one year and then try to save up and try to do ten. As you said, there's not a lot of channels to air it. Yeah, well, I mean, the other thing, too, is, like, once it hits the TV, you can start doing character goods. You can start having supplemental, you know, shit, figurines. Mm-hmm stickers, well, you know, whatever, of those characters and whatnot. So I it's like, okay, my... So many continuations of seasons because they could already sell the goods for it without airing it right away. Well, maybe. I don't or know. Maybe the shows they purposely delayed were the sequels to stuff. Could have been, yeah. I, 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 I haven't looked that closely, to be honest. Hmm. It is interesting. I don't know. The inner workings. The anime business. Because, I mean, I would think at the end of the day, like, okay, you've got your pot of money to do the show, the project. Mm -hmm. And then, like, okay, you make that money back by, you know, the TV commercials and the DVDs and Blu-rays and the supplemental stuff, you know, the character goods, whatever. You pay it back. And then anything on top of that is great, you know, is profit. Right. But it's like, 
does it really matter when it airs or you know is there research like oh the this genre does better in fall than... shonen shonen is the spring season yes. the spring shonen <laughs> like the cherry blossoms the characters kill stronger and stronger enemies yes i don't know could be an interesting interesting thing hmm, definitely but how would we know we need to interview the anime business I'm sure someone else has done it, but uh, sure. I don't consider that media, so I won't know. Exactly. All right. Well, this is the third time I've tried to say goodbye. This is goodbye for real. Thank you very much for listening. BonsaiBeat.com, front slash reviews. There you'll find all our review indexes uh, of all our past shows, all our good stuff. Until next time, be safe, stay safe, and... Uh, happy belated New Year. Ha- yeah, happy belated New Year. This has been the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you have any feedback, head over to bonsaibeat.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this episode. While you're there, you can also find our review index, which has a list of all the anime that we've reviewed on the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to add us to your favorite podcatcher. You can find links to do that on our website. Otherwise, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio if that's easier for you. Once again, this is the Bonsai Beat Podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send them to bonsaibeat at gmail.com.